subatomic gigantic occasion was a sweep in Japan nation when along came a dude with an ultra attitude, a common Morado, the greatest kicker of Japan. And of all man. Last you short now, baby. To not talk big now, baby. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to a brand new episode of Kaiju Conversation. I'm your host, Elijah, and joining me as always, my always lovely co-host. Hello, I am Rex. Rex, you know. That's different. Indeed it is. <laughs> are we switching it up today? Sure, why not? Okay. Variety Whatever. is the spice of life. This is true. This is very true. So we are back for episode 52 of our podcast. This is our second recording of the new year. And Damn, uh, ain't that crazy? It's already, it's, it's already gone by so fast, I swear. The month's almost over. Yeah, I will agree there. And the one thing is for sure, though, we have been working a lot. Oh, boy. <laughs> but, hey, this is going to be the year of Kaiju Conversation, so we're... We're ready to throw as much content as we can without killing ourselves at you guys. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully we don't do that part. <laughs> yeah, I would I would like to not die, like, mm. at all, preferably. There, there's still at least a couple things on my bucket list first, you know? Yeah, I mean, I almost died getting here. <laughs> so, for any, for, so, for context... It is snowing. It's it's snowing pretty heavily right now. There's snow on Imagine the ground. Living in a country with snow. Yeah, you could never. Yeah, so I, I don't. I don't know what it looks like or feels like. Well, it's wet and mushy, and if it snows too much and melts enough, it gets hard to drive. Mm-hmm. So I've heard. So they haven't treated the roads yet, and I had to drive thirty minutes to get here. So. It's snowing, it's like midnight, and I'm driving here. Mm -hmm. And the whole time I'm like, this, you know, this is what you would hear on the news. Local young man. Local maniac um, drives at 100 miles per hour in in, um, a a blizzard. blizzard and wrecks. Yeah. And then it's like, and like... Yeah, and it'd be on the news, like, reportedly he was going to record an episode of his podcast when suddenly his car started slipping and sliding, and it flipped a few times before finally stopping in the ditch. And we have an exclusive interview with his co-host, Rexina. Yeah. And like, did you know he was driving? Yeah. He was messaging me, and I'm like, bruh, (laughs) get off your phone. Yeah, get, on I, the, go, get back on the wheel. It, you, you probably should like pay attention. I, I you know, I just watched the movie Megan yesterday. This, uh-huh. this is, it, yeah, driving in the snow didn't go to so well for those for those characters. I have not seen it, so I wouldn't know. Oh, but what a shame! Frankenstein vs. Paragon reference. Oh, I love that. We yeah. love to see that. So, yeah, like, I could have died on my way here. I don't know how I'm going to get home yet. Like, like I'm not going to get home for another, like, five hours. just sleep wherever you're staying. 
Well, here's the thing. There's no reason to sleep because by the time I'm done, it'll be seven in the morning. So it's time to go back home. So, like, I'm going to go get donuts, as I always do. And then I'm going to go home. And I'm going to hope to God that they've treated the roads by 730. And then I'm going to go home, eat my donuts, go to bed, wake up, and do what I got planned for today. Mm-hmm. So, like... Oh, yeah, it would be today for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're recording later than normal, so I'm definitely not going to get home until, like, early in the morning. So, like, yeah, we're here. And we'll see if I ever record ever again. I actually recorded... <laughs> On my drive here, I, I did a little recording. It's like, this is Elijah Thomas, host of Kaiju Conversation. I am currently on my way to my recording studio in the snow, and there's a very likely chance of me sliding and dying. So this may be the final message you ever hear from me. This is Elijah Thomas signing off. Just in case I needed that, you know, people find me dead and they look at my phone and that's the last thing. They're like, oh, this dude's an idiot. Good to know. You're assuming they didn't already know that part. Well, I'm going to guess that the people who find my corpse aren't going to be the people that know me. I'm not that famous, Rex. You never know. You might just you might just ram into the house of your best friend or a family member or something. Yeah, I doubt that, but maybe. That's, although I suppose in the snow, probably not. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Uh, but this this is what happens when you live in a country where it only it snows, snows in like very specific areas. You have no clue what it's like. This is true. This is true. But beyond the fact that I could have died in the snow today, Rex, how have you been? Uh, pretty good for the most part. Uh, holiday season's almost over, unfortunately, which means I'll probably get busier. Um, but other than that, pretty good. <laughs> good, 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 good. Have you seen any tokusatsu lately? Yes, actually. Um, just just a little bit before this recording, I actually finished uh, Ultraman Deco, which just nice. had its finale the other day or yesterday. Like the finale episode or the finale movie episode? Okay, the movie comes out like next week. I think. Yeah, it's like January twenty eighth. I think it's literally. Okay, yeah. Then that'd yeah. be next week. Um, yeah. but outside of that, I watched Kamen Rider Fies, um, which was pretty good. I watched the alternate ending movie for Fies, which was not very good. <laughs> Just like but, the alternate ending for Evangelion. Your opinion is trash. Um, <laughs> but, um, with that comparison, I know you're... No, you're not exactly the biggest fan of Viva ending for Evangelion, and in the case of Fies, I guess I can relate to that feeling. That was a good link. That was a good connection. Good job there, Rex. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. both endings kind of not the greatest. Hmm. <laughs> you know, um, speaking... Oh, go ahead. No, you. No, no, go ahead. I was no, going to kind of veer off, so keep going, please. Okay. Um, outside of that, I saw The Golden Bat, the 66 film. Okay, that and had Sonny Chiba in it, did it not? Correct. He's a scientist in it. I love that. <laughs> um, I've seen Jew on the Curse 2 and Jew on Black Ghost. 
Space Amoeba and the Meatball Machine um, short film. Okay, so the short film you didn't because there's a movie, a short film, and then the movie sequel, right? And then there's another short film. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I've I've watched the original short film only so far. Gotcha. Yeah, I need to watch that stuff. So that's on my master list of tokusatsu to watch. Mm-hmm. Nope. And this last thing isn't quite tokusatsu per se, but um, I watched the female prisoner Scorpion, the first two of those movies. Nice. That that was done by Nikatsu, right? Toei. Toei. Toei? Toei. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, those are really popular. Like yeah, classic. The first, I haven't seen the third or fourth one yet, but the first two are really good. You you I've would heard... actually like them. You would you would probably enjoy them. Hmm. They have some really interesting production design and uh lighting as well. Hmm. Well, I know Toei actually like I've watched a few of their like because that was late 60s early 70s and early 70s 70s, right yeah the scorpion movies are 72 to 73 the original series because so i've watched a few toei films from that time not not their television but like some of their films Mm -hmm. and they were really weird so like it sounds like toei was really kind of experimental during the late 60s and early 70s with their genre uh Mm. I mean, like with the, with, this, with these films specifically, this I, this was like so the ones I watched are the ones from '72. That was like around when they were just sort of getting into the the um, exploitation type films, because mm-hmm. you know back in that era, Japanese films were kind of on getting diminishing returns thanks to television and Ultraman and all that. So right. most of what was coming out was either American films, kids' films, like the Godzilla series at that time, and then these exploitation films with Mm -hmm. very little of anything else, really. And that was right when Toei also started Kamen Rider, so that was right whenever they started really investing their time in it. Yeah, because Kamen Rider still would have been airing at this point, and that's actually another show I'm watching at the moment, original Kamen Rider, about 45 episodes through. You've still got, like, 50 more. Yeah, I know, but, hey, all things considered, I'm going pretty good. Yeah, I, I've heard some not-so-great things about the original show, but I, I'm still I'm holding out hope for uh, for a DVD or Blu-ray release of that because mm-hmm. I'd love to watch it. Mm-hmm. It's certainly an interesting show one way or another. It's, it's, it's not – it's definitely not as – well produced as alt as like the Ultraman movies of that time. You mean shows? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shows. Yeah, yeah. Or even, that's or even like the Scorpion movies that I was just talking about. That's one thing I've no, I've I haven't watched Common Writer, so like I'm not too knowledgeable. But I have watched Kikaida and the Kikaida 3D movie, which were produced around the same time as Common Writer, mm-hmm. and I've noticed that. Toei was not very uh they they were not a leading company yeah. in effects. Oh no, have you have you ever seen um some of the miniature effects in Sentai? No. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'll 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 leave it at you could compare them to like Heisei Godzilla. <laughs> Lovely. 
<laughs> like seventies Sentai can compare to Heisei Godzilla, or are no, we no, talking no, no. like nineties Sentai in terms ah, of like lovely. the miniatures? Lovely, <laughs> yeah. Like I've I've watched a uh, a compilation film of uh, Red Shadow named Ninja Scope, and the effects in that are not stellar. Um, same with Johnny Sako, uh, Kakaida. I started Kakaida Zero One, but like. I was like, "Oh God, I can't do this right now." I just binged through <laughs> Kikaida. I need, I need a break from this. <laughs> yeah, and I, I say that with like, like I understand they didn't have the budget. I'm not, I'm not bashing them. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, I feel like it would be ignorant to act like those those shows that Toei was producing were not, and like, not going to say Superaya was doing any better because Superaya started to really like degrade in quality by like 1973 as well yeah everything was getting cheaper mm-hmm. and yeah but in the 90s by comparison Subaru got a lot better i'd say uh mm-hmm. visually where like a lot of like ultraman tiga from what from what i've seen of tiga it far surpasses say the heisei godzilla films of that time mm-hmm I mean, I from what I've gathered, uh, Heisei Ultraman from like 2000 to 2007, I think was when Mebius was released. Like that's better 2006. than 2006. Okay, yeah, was better than what uh, Toho was putting out with the Godzilla series, mm. like Nexus I, especially. Nexus. Mm. There isn't too much city action in Nexus until near the end of the show, to be fair. Um, yeah. But Nexus was also had a lot of budget cuts, to be fair. Mm-hmm. So that's Nexus just had a production, life. like, it was awful. Uh, the production yeah, of the, Nexus was awful. Yeah, that was a mess. <laughs> Made even worse by, like, some mini controversies with the toys and all that. Mm-hmm. And and the sudden change of airtime. Yeah, thanks, uh, which I've heard. Speed. <laughs> yeah. Like, instead of airing at night when it was supposed to, it ended up airing in the morning and it was not a kid's show. So it just, its ratings were horrible. But that's for Nexus. We shouldn't be talking that piece into Nexus. But still, goddammit, Gundam Seed. Apparently that (laughs) show isn't even any good. (laughs) But yeah, you know, and I... Like, Toei, Toei is, I would say, the leading tokusatsu, like producer i I would i would absolutely say Mm -hmm. toei makes more tokusatsu than any other company in the world Mm -hmm. definitely in the henshin hero um department Mm -hmm. there because they did they did golden bat in 1966 and i'm pretty sure they did one in like 1960 as well i know there's a lost uh golden bat movie i have heard of that I don't know if it was Toei that did that. Probably, I'm pretty was. sure it was. I'm pretty it, sure it, it was Toei. Was. It probably was. Um, and then I'm trying to remember if they did uh, what? What's it called? Uh, like Phantom Mask or um, it was um, from um, 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 God. I think I know what you're talking about too. Um, it was a TV. It's a TV show, black and white. Um, Green um, White Mask. Yes. Because that was in, was that the 40s? Uh, I don't 
remember. Because that's like the first televised tokusatsu show. Mm. And I'm pretty sure that was Toei. 58. 58? Okay, yeah. And that was that was your first uh, televised tokusatsu. Yeah. Which Toei, I'm pretty sure in was... In the Toei scope format. <laughs> so, like... I, and, you know, when when it came to kaiju, specifically, Toei didn't put out a whole lot, like, film-wise. They did uh, the magic... Uh, the magic serpent. The magic serpent in 1966. And I think that was their only contribution aside from compilation films like Ninja Scope, The Magic World of Ninjas, and like Voyage into Space, which wasn't even a Toei compilation I film mean, that was done by Orion. I mean, to be fair, there are some kaiju in, say, certain Kamen Rider films. But um, that was all like later on. Like, oh, yeah, early, yeah. early kaiju stuff, Toei was very much. Mostly out of the game. And I mean, they also co-produced Yongri, which was the yeah. third, third uh, South Korean movie. So you know, that was kaiju at least. Mm. So I mean, you know, they 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 were doing something. It's just they they weren't doing a lot. But come like 1971, they were. You know, they did Kikaida, Common Rider, Common Rider V3, Kikaida Zero One. Rainbow Man was around that time as well, the the Tokusatsu television show. I mean, Rainbow Man was Toho. Was it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, you know, Toei's going to do Toei, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And uh, speaking of Toei, one thing I wanted to bring up, uh, kind of like a little worrisome for me. So I mentioned Kamen Rider V3, which actually has a DVD release in America. Yes, through and generations Kikaida. In this, in this episode now has that DVD, don't they? I do. I do. I also have the entire Kikaida collection, all nine volumes, Kikaida Zero One, the Kikaida reboot film. Yeah, you're, but a, one you're thing, a masochist for your wallet. Yeah, but the one thing I don't have is Inazuman. <laughs> so recently, Generations Kikaida, based in Hawaii, had a, like... Anniversary celebration for Kikaida. But yeah. they marketed it really weird. It was like, this is the last time Daisuke Ban is going to be in Hawaii. Which was a little worrisome. Huh. Now they're saying, they, they, they're they putting out some limited edition t-shirts and they're saying once these are, like, sold out, they're never coming back. Hmm. So I'm hearing some some murmuring Generations Kikaida is closing up shop. Mm. Which means Kamen Rider V3, Kikaida, Kikaida Zero One, Kikaida Reboot, and Inazuman might all go out of print. In fact, there are listings for the Kikaida stuff that's sold out now. It's like volumes three, five, and six, and the complete collection plus the reboot film are all sold out. Damn. So I'm like, oh no. So I like, today I was like, I gotta get Inazuma. I'm like, I, if I don't, I will end up paying like $500 for it. I am not gonna do that. So I ordered that today. And I, another thing I got that was Toei is I nabbed season two, volume one of Big Bad Beetleborgs Metallics, mm. which Shout Factory is no longer printing VR Troopers or Big Bad Beetleborgs, the Saban adaptations of the Metal Hero shows. So they're like fifty to one hundred and eighty dollars to get each volume. 
Yeah. It's horrible. I got this for like 15 bucks. Oh, wow. Yeah. So now I have the first three volumes of VR Troopers and the third volume of Beetleborg. So I still need season two, volume two of VR Troopers, season one, volume one and two of Beetleborgs, and season two, volume two for Beetleborgs. Mm -hmm. I see. The funny thing is Michael, uh, Michael Hamilton, the... Has all the ones you don't have. No. Oh. Michael, who hosts the Power Trip podcast, which discusses Power Rangers, and they've they've thought about doing the other Saban shows like Masked Rider, VR Troopers, Beetleborgs, um, Mm -hmm. the Mystic Knights of Nog or whatever. Yeah. Michael has asked me now like seven times, can I buy your VR Troopers? (laughs) dvd sets and then he was like do you have beetleborgs and this was like two days ago he was like do you have beetleborgs because i'll buy them i'll buy them up over retail price from you i just want to buy them i want to own them i said i don't have any i'm sorry michael so right after i talked (laughs) to him right after i talked to him i went on my back channels that i have my little links and i found a copy of a beetleborgs disc and i was like i'm gonna buy it right now so I bought it and then I got it today. It was like one day shipping. It was, I'm so happy and it's official. It's not a bootleg. It is an official DVD. Mm-hmm. And I posted it in the group chat that I'm in with him. I'm like, I just got this. And he's like, how much you want for it? And I was like, $100. And I paid 1505 for it. <laughs> and he was like, if you ever, want to sell it you're I'm, I'm buying it from you and i said i know michael i know god damn <laughs> i am once again proving myself to be the tokusatsu physical media king out of my friend group i mean yeah you, but that's because you're mental and have a problem well i also own the lust of the dead trilogy on blu-ray so Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations, Jins. You should be it's it, it's like an honor for you. I it imagine. is. You know, that, that proudly sits by my Cat Girls DVD and my should, Sexy Rangers always, DVD. You should always show it to people who turn up at your house. Yeah, yeah. I I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I, I should have like weekly showings of exploitative tokusatsu films you should you actually should yeah and wait until we have we'll wait until we on kaiju conversation have our exploitative tokusatsu phase because let me tell (laughs) you that is going to be the best time of my life i'm going to love torturing you through all of these torturing me are you admitting you would like it no, that's not what I said. Huh. <laughs> Though I have heavily thought about like having Michael on for Sexy Rangers because you know, he does Power Trip. Or we've we've even joked about like we're going to do a bonus episode and it'll be Sexy Rangers for his oh. podcast. Oh, dear God. And I will do as much research as I can into it. Like, I will find any details on that film I can. I, I don't doubt that fact. I, I don't doubt that. 
I will happily be the Western king of knowledge for the 2009 film Sexy Rangers. Directed by uh, Shin, uh, Shinji Nishikawa. Yeah, because he, he did uh, Suits, right, for the Godzilla franchise? Uh, he, he did concept art for and designed a lot of the monsters for, like, Godzilla. Heisei and Millennium Godzilla, certain Ultraman series, as well as, like, Gridman and Dinosaur. I love that. I love, And I'm happy you know that, too. I've mm. taught you well, Rex. Screw you. You didn't teach me that. Okay, but if it wasn't for the fact that I brought that up, you wouldn't have known. What? We were in a conversation, and that's how you learned about it. Do you not remember this? I don't, I, no, I don't, I don't remember what I ate last week or what I did last week. <laughs> you don't remember what you just said. <laughs> Who's the? It's 2 a.m. I should be the one that's like, I don't know what's going on. What's your name? I'm not sure what my name is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. So anyway, speaking of not remembering, I don't remember. Um, what 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 are we talking about? What what is this episode based on, Rex? Well, we've been talking a lot about Toei, you know. We have, you know, I have we even covered a Toei film yet? That's a good question. I mean, we did Super Inframan, which was like, which was a Toei. Adjacent. I mean, that was Shaw Brothers, but it had Toei Crew, right? Yes, yes, Toei Crew. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Did we? Well, I, I guess this would be the first Toei film. I mean, yeah, because we've done Dae, we've done Toho, we've done Subaraya. and like we've we've talked a little bit about Toei, like through the like. 2022 uh, kaiju coming and same with uh 2023 yeah. like we brought up super sentai and uh and stuff like that but yeah of course i'm i mean we Juon, had like a whole 20 minute discussion about toei juan <laughs> the grudge was distributed by toei right or was that nikatsu i think uh, that was I toei. Know toei video did um did the curse movies so toei so they probably did the the Jew on the Grudge, Jew on the Grudge 2, I imagine. So, like, we've talked about distributed Toei stuff, but we haven't we haven't actually talked about a Toei, like, produced film. Production. Yeah. Mm. Damn. Took us 52 episodes to get to that. Are we... So we are talking about Toei? Yes. Well, what do we... Yes. Please tell me uh, it's it's something well, awesome like Hikaider. Uh, oh, I wish... I, I truly do wish. So, Rex, what what are we talking about? So, have you ever heard of a manga creator called Gonagai? Yes. Yes. Well, in the seventies, well, he's he's made a few pretty popular manga series, such as such as Mazinga Z, oh. which which was supposed to get a James Cameron at a, a a movie produced by James Cameron or something, but that's never happened. He did Cutie Honey, which has a 2004 Hideaki Anno movie as well as a TV series. Yeah, Cutie Honey the Live. Mm-hmm. And then there is Gonagai's Devil Man. That sounds funny. Which had a movie released in 2004. Really? 
Yeah, hey. yeah, it was live action, you know. Yeah, two thousand four also saw and, Godzilla: and Final Wars. Yeah, that's awesome. What a, what that's a great cool. year! What a great yeah, that's, year! I bet there was no. Next. I bet there was no bad films that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ultraman: The Next and Final Wars came out that year. Literally, the greatest year in film. Yeah, so the, <laughs> so no bad films came out that year. Well, I wish I, I wish I could say that was true, but you know, there's when you when you when you strike gold, when you've got something some very fortunate when you've got great fortune to balance it out, you've also got a bit of misfortune, you know. Okay. So what yeah. what are we talking about today, Rex? Today we are talking about the the uh 2004 flop Devilman. Oh, so that's why I have a synopsis here for Devilman. Do you want me yeah. to read it, Rex? You even have a media blaster's Blu-ray. I do. I do. In special edition Blu-ray. <laughs> do you want me but to yes. read a synopsis for this, Rex? Feel free. Okay. <clears throat> Hang on. <clears throat> Jesus. A big new budget adaptation of the long-running, hugely popular horror anime action created in 1972 by Go the Guy. A sprawling apocalyptic and violent tale of battling demons that has a considerable cult following. Any attempt to transfer Devilman to the live-action medium was always going to be an uphill struggle. It involves the accidental release of a demonic species from Antarctica. Ghidorah question Whose numbers spread via an infection, COVID-19, which corrupts and transforms normal people. This leads to an apocalyptic war in which humanity's only hope is Akira, a weedy teen who merges with a demonic entity to become Double Man, a powerful yet conscious beast that fights both monsters and fascists and brutal human forces trying to wipe out the new species. Akira is opposed by his former best friend and somewhat psychopath, Ryu who becomes an equally powerful demon and a host of other creatures that pop in and out of the story before it all conveniently finishes up with a climactic showdown. <clears throat> so there's I the synopsis. I never ask you to do a synopsis again. <laughs> I thought that I was should, pretty good. I should never I should never have introduced you to that program. I don't know what you're talking microphone. about. What I what program are we talking about? Um, yeah, bold of you to assume that the audience um, has mental subtitles. Oh, did you not <laughs> understand a word I just said? I, I could understand about 60, 70% of it. Oh, lovely. And then, I, and then the rest I got through having seen the movie. Oh, well, there we go. I'm going to start trying to do that every episode. No, don't, don't, don't. Yeah, yeah, it'd be funny. It'd be great. I'm going to, like, quit if you do. (laughs) I think that's great. No. Not the quitting. Uh, That part sounds great. No, no. (laughs) So, 2004's Devil Man. Do we want to just jump right into the beginning of the film and just kind of talk through it? Sure. I have... I have a few notes on this film. 
I just want to first say this is a really cool title sequence. Like I thought it was really cool. Oh, the the um Oh, that's the f- right, because it starts with the um flashback of Rio and uh, and uh Akira as kids and then has the title sequence, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then like it's all fire it can it's fiery like, you know, uh like Godzilla versus Destroya, but it it, you know, mm-hmm. has the silhouette of uh devil man which i thought looked really cool i think that's one of the coolest visuals in the entire film it's one of the cool visuals in the in the entire film yeah (laughs) (laughs) but uh you know one thing i i just want to jump right into something that i really appreciated about this film it i brought up hikider earlier but it does a similar thing to Hikider in contrasting the sides, like the dark is the good, the light is the bad. I love that idea. I think that's always a cool idea to go against the norm mm-hmm. in, in regards to that. And, you know, our main hero, Akira. You see, I would compliment that, but it, the the movie didn't come up with that. That's just how it is in the manga. <laughs> well, like, I mean, then props to the manga, too. Like, that's that's a great idea. Like I love, mm. I love that idea. Mm-hmm. So, you haven't seen any other Devil Man, right? Nope. You haven't read anything. I, no, I haven't I... watched the OVAs or the the series or read the and manga. And you've not read the manga. Okay. Nope. Okay. This is my only Devil Man thing. That's that's unfortunate. Um... That'll be a consistent thing for every like live action adaptation of anime books or. Uh... Uh, manga that 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 we discuss mm. well in preparation for this i actually decided to um read the manga um and in the past i've also seen the 90s ova i've seen all three of the 90s ovas i've seen the netflix anime devilman crybaby and i've seen the 009 verse devilman oh Wait, zero zero nine. That was Shotaro Shinomori, right? Yeah, Gonagai okay. was um, uh, Ishinomori was the mentor for Gonagai. Really interesting. Yeah. So they did a, a anime crossover OVA in uh, twenty fifteen, which was it's it's pretty good. It's a bit too heavy on the zero zero nine side, if you ask me, as someone who's never watched zero zero nine. <laughs> I actually uh I just watched the live action adaptation of that not too long ago as well. Yeah, wasn't that directed by Sakamoto? I think so. Hmm. I've I've been meaning to check that out. But interesting. Yeah, and I think that's about all that I've seen. I have not seen the um the original seventies anime that was airing around the same time as the manga was being published. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Discotech's putting that out. I believe so. Put yeah. that out. I, I there there is an old release of it, but I do believe Discotech is doing like a new Blu-ray or something. Because mm-hmm. I've seen the cover art for it. Yeah, and that was actually a very Toku-inspired series. I mean, the manga is in its own right, but the anime, the seventies anime, is basically an Ultraman anime at certain points. Huh. Because so he even when, goes giant like Ultraman. So when when was the manga published? Like what what's our timeline? Like um, it was about 1972. Okay, so that was like right at the birth of like Henshin, which makes mm-hmm. sense because I mean, mm-hmm. in, in all like 
if, if we're just going to break it down to its basics, I would argue that Devil Man, at least from what I've seen in the live action film, is a henshin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Devil Man, it, it's, it's a shonen manga, and it was... It was very influential, largely just because of how it was a very dark and mature story. Mm-hmm. I've um, heard it's in comparison like, to what else was coming out around that time. I heard it was very violent and gory and like suggestive. Yes. yes. Yeah, the movie actually tones that tones that down a fair bit, honestly. Hmm. Okay. A fair lot, I'd say. Um, yeah, no, very, very influential manga. Um, it's, had, it's had influence all across anime and Japanese media since its, since its publication. Um, your, your favorite um, series, uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion, took a lot of inspiration, as well as the very critically acclaimed um, Berserk series. Okay, so I, I have seen Evangelion. So out of curiosity, like where... Where did it take influence from Devil so, Man? So, so sort of like you know how you know the movie where the movie ends. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, that sort of inspired like End of Evangelion. Okay. Probably the probably a bit of the violence too, maybe. Um, sort of allowed for Evangelion to sort of come about. Okay. Um, but yeah, but yeah, no, very very influential manga. But in spite of it having you know prior to this film two um animated adaptations in the 70s series and the OVAs there was actually no complete adaptation up until that point okay so like when you say that you mean like there had yet to be like a show or a movie or something that covers the entirety of the manga right yeah so the 70s anime goes in its in its own direction more or less um with like the a demon general called Zenon being who was in the manga being the main villain. Meanwhile, the OVAs, they, they get to mo- the t- first two um, cover like the first half of devil man. And then the third one is a side story based on another uh, spinoff manga. Okay. Um, and then there was devil man lady, but I've never seen that. <laughs> okay. And that was an OVA too, right? I believe so. I could be slightly wrong on that. I could be okay. wrong on that. Um, okay. Now, for anybody at home, OVAs, if you don't know what those are, they're called... Original video animation. So typically they were like short, like 40-ish minute um, shows or short movies, really, um, for some of them that were shown, that were animated. So basically, like, v- like if you know what V-Cinema is, like... Sort of. Sort Kamen Rider of. J, uh, Kamen Rider Zio, Hikaider were all, mm-hmm. I guess, technically OVTs. Um, Ultraman's also had a few OVTs. Original Video Tokusatsu mm-hmm. uh, is a term I've heard. I, I mean, that, that could also, they could also be more like... Uh, Just V-Cinema. Some of them are also, are, there, there's a different types of things. Like there's OAVs, which I think are ones that are just released straight to video. Whereas okay. OVAs get like, I think they get a theatrical showing. I, I, I'd have to double check the definitions okay. of all these things. But yeah, okay. Yeah, it wasn't until this movie that we got our first complete adaptation, and then in 2018, Devilman Crybaby was the first complete anime adaptation. 
So when you say complete, like from beginning to end of the manga, how big are we talking? How many volumes? So the manga was about five volumes, which is around like I think the I think the total page count for the manga is like around one thousand to one thousand two hundred ish pages, something like that. Um, it's it's honestly not that long for a manga. Uh, this, I, I, well, I I don't read manga. That's wow. It, it's it's not that much. It's not that much to, okay. compared to like if compared that's what to you like say. A, it's about. I mean, the Crybaby anime is about ten episodes. So, how long are the it, episodes? It, Twenty minutes. Really? So it's like one season. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah, there's only one season of it. <laughs> That's like three and a half hours, roughly. Something like that. Yeah. Hmm. It's yeah. But yeah. Meanwhile, this film is a just is a bit under two hours. Um, if Hour you and fifty-five credits, minutes mm-hmm. with credits. Um, and and English credits. That's with both credits and English credits. <laughs> yeah, I have to make that distinction. Yeah, because the, there's an extra like five minutes with the English credits. Jesus. Yeah this this was certainly a movie that I watched in 2023. So okay, <laughs> so this marks the first full adaptation. Yes, which I didn't know that. So that's mm-hmm. so I take it there was a lot of hype around this because it sounds like Devil Man was like there was actually a decent bit of hype when this was first announced. Up until the first trailer came out, from what I've heard. Well, honestly, the first thing that I heard, or not the first thing that I heard, but one of the things I heard was the first two, like the main actors for uh, Ryu and... And Akira. Akira. This was their first movie. Yeah. Both of them. First movies. Like, not even like side characters, like first movies. Yeah, and you can certainly tell. Yes, they their <laughs> acting is bl- like I was watching the dub, so mm-hmm. I could understand and write notes easily. Oh, oh, you should have seen. Have Have you seen Have you seen Akira's um, screams in the um, in the subbed version? Is it bad? Oh my god, you and I could do a better job. So I, I'm going to be honest. Like the dub was not good. Oh, I've seen clips from the dub. It's bad, but like not even <laughs> not even the Japanese version is any good either. It the the three leads of the film the the two who play Akira, who I believe are singers, um, J-pop singers. They look then, like it. They look like boy band singers. Yeah, and then Ayana Sakai who plays Miki. Those three, I think, are the worst actors in the film. Um, yeah. And which Mickey actually... Is, which is problematic when they're the emotional cause of the film. Right. And Miki <laughs> actually had done uh, some acting. She was in Battle Royale 2. Yeah, she had a little bit of experience, but not much before or after this. Um, none of them really have much well, after this. I. Whenever I went to, uh, let's see here. Yeah. So when I went through Miki's, uh, like filmography, 
I noticed that she had done Battle Royale 2, mm-hmm. which, you know, we we I don't think we've discussed any of the directors. That's uh uh what's his name? Oh, I'm blanking. Takeshi Kitano or oh no, no, Kenji Kenji Fukasaku. Yes, yes, who who had done like Message from Space and uh Legend of the Eighth Samurai and Battle Royale. I mean he only did one scene of Battle Royale too, yeah. to be fair. I think this it was is his true before his who did who did uh, yes. Battle Royale too? Yes. Okay. Um she was in that. She was also in Boogie Pop and Others, which was another I think adaptation of an anime. And then mm-hmm. she most recently was in like this anthology J horror, like V cinema film. Oh yeah. Which I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. Like, I'd love to see that. See it's from like 2012. So I bet it's absolutely awful, but. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a shame that the lead, that the lead specifically mm-hmm. aren't very good at all because you know, everyone else is are pretty decent actors. I mean, you a lot of these are faces you'll see around Tokusatsu, like um, the Makimura father is Admiral yes. Kashibana from GMK. I also, did you know he was a composer? Yes, actually. I, I actually did find that out here that when I was researching. Yeah, but and what he did. Uh, so he did the, he composed Kamen Rider World. Shin Kamen Rider Prologue, Kamen Rider Black RX, the movie, mm-hmm. Kamen Rider Black, the movie, and Kamen Rider Black, the TV series. I was hmm. like, that's really cool. Hmm. I didn't know he did a lot of the Kamen Rider. I knew, I knew he was, I did hear he was a composer when I was researching this, but I didn't realize it was Kamen Rider. Huh. Yeah. But yeah, you've got, um, you've got, who else was that? There was the... Prime Minister from Shin Godzilla. Mm-hmm. There's Kamon, who was Kamon, uh, the protagonist of Ultraman Nexus, is one of the delinquents. Okay, wasn't um, there? There was an actor in here who was in Tokyo: The Last Megapolis, and he also appeared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In... yeah. That's the Shin Ultraman Prime Minister. Yes, yes, yes. You said Shin Godzilla, which was where I was a little I confused. Said Ultraman. <laughs> no, I mean, you said Godzilla. Shin Godzilla. You said Shin Godzilla. Whatever, was like, he was in Shin of Godzilla as well. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Uh, Asuka's um, dad, right? That's that's uh, not Ryu, Ryu Asuka. His dad oh, oh. was in uh, Gamera Guardian of the Universe, Gamera oh, 3. Uh, let's see here. I've got Kamen Rider the first. He was in that. He was also in Kabuto Godspeed Love mm-hmm. in the uh, Kikaida reboot film. He was also in... The Common Rider, Super Sentai, and Space Sheriff Gavin crossover film. Yeah. You even have a Garo actor in um, Mark Musashi. I th- I was going to ask you if, if she was, because I saw uh, it's Karas the Prophe- Prophecy, right? Pardon? What, what's the name of the Garo thing she was in? Uh, Mark Musashi is a man. <laughs> oh, I'm talking about somebody else. I think uh, which actor? The girl that played the girl devil. Miko? Um Oh, was she in Garo? I've got she was in the Great Horror Family, which was a tele a J Horror television show. Uh Caras the Prophecy? Is that the title? Mm-hmm. 
uh, I put next to that Garo question mark. I was going to ask you because I thought it looked Garo. She was also in God's Left Hand, Devil's Right oh, Hand. Which... Okay, no, that is not Garo. <laughs> That's not Garo? It looked no. Garo-esque, which is no, why I was I, curious. I have, I have no clue what it is. It looks like some some sort of anime. Oh, well, the poster looked tokusatsu. <laughs> uh, she was I'll, also... I'll say it does kind of resemble Garo a bit. Thank you. Thank you for giving me that bone. It's the only one you're getting. Um, oh, thanks. <laughs> but yeah. keep going with your your actor um you've got Keitaro who is like he's not he's he's a character in Kamen Rider Kuga he's like this supportive old man mm-hmm. um I can't remember if he's actually Kuga's father or if he's like, I think he's like his uncle or something I I don't remember um but he makes a brief cameo um in like two scenes um, Go Nagai also had a cameo as the priest. Yes, yes. He looks depressed. <laughs> <laughs> I know he makes a, a cameo in Cutie Honey where he's a bit happier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the, you know the kid. So Miko, there's this kid she's looking after named Susumu, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's a, he's a kid from um, Kamen Rider Fives. Because he looks like the kid at from at the end of the show. Okay, yeah. And the 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 girl that's protecting the kid, she was in Ultraman Orb, the Origin Saga. Oh, she she must have been one of those twin girls. Probably she was also in Common Writer uh, Movie War, and then mm-hmm. a Shutsuke Kaneko film titled God, uh, God's Left Hand, Devil's Right Hand. Mm-hmm. So. Mm. The, the supporting oh, yeah. and cast that, and that kid was also in um, the What to Do with the Dead Kaiju and Sadako 3D. And I love that. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, the supporting cast is more qualified than than our main yes. trio. Yes, they absolutely are. <laughs> and the director Hiroki Nasu, I think yeah. I said his name. Hiroki Nasu. This was his last film before he died. Yeah, of living and he had been. Still. He had been doing films for like decades. Mm. And I was kind of surprised when I heard that. Um, I was kind of like, this dude's a seasoned director? (laughs) And and the film was written by his wife, believe it or not. Hmm. I didn't know Uh, that. Yeah, Machiko Nasu. Um, She's still alive at the moment. Okay. So like... It all except for your main cast is like seasoned. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but it doesn't show like at all. It doesn't show. Yeah. Like the do we just want to jump right into the like our notes on the film? Yeah. Okay. We kind of just went through all the cast and crew. So. Mm. <laughs> so oh. I guess I'm going to jump in and just... So it was released in 2004. Mm-hmm. And we brought up Godzilla October Final 9th, Wars. 2004, when it was originally scheduled for a May release. Oh, ooh, okay. It was postponed due to A, reshoots, and B, um, to polish out the effects. So, <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. Oh, it, oh, it, that's it, was, great. it was delayed due to reception to the first trailer. Um, I so love wanted, that. 
So this film was actually, this was actually a combined production between Toei's Tokusatsu division and their anime division under the joint name of T-Visual. Um, so during this movie, there's actually brief, very brief, more brief than um, source than the um, the sources that I was reading this on imply. There are very brief frames in the movie that are actually like 2D animated. I've not I noticed a few of those. Yeah, I only noticed it twice, and I only noticed it once in the movie. And then when I was looking at clips again, I did see I did spot one other time. Two um, sounds right to me. That sounds right. So they they make it sound like it's more of it was more of a like half it, the the way it was the way the sources imply it sounds like it's sort of like or not quite half anime half live action but but in the actual movie it's like barely any barely any animation at all unless you just want to count the uh, CGI. unless you count the CGI yeah that that's yeah. true unfortunately that is true. Yeah, it the CGI reminded me of like Final Fantasy movies, like the animated movies. Yeah, this is like this. This makes some video. This is this makes video game cutscenes look real of the time look really good. This makes like Predator, what's it called Predator Concrete Jungle, look like it has a ten out of ten like Avengers Endgame style visual effects. <laughs> Yeah, but I, you know, I, it's interesting you brought up the Tokusatsu side because mm-hmm. there was actually like when the the war started, like it looked like they were miniature buildings. Yeah, yeah. There's a few miniature effects, especially at the like the end fight between um, Akira with, and Rio with the columns. Yeah, and there's also some makeup effects on like the lead actor for Akira at a couple points. Mm-hmm. In this sort of half transformed state of Devilman. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's some decent tokusatsu effects, but one of the worst tokusatsu aspects is uh, I was I was bringing up Godzilla Final Wars, mm-hmm. and that film is full of fight choreography. Yes, and like they had Takasaguchi come in, and like Ryuichi Kitamura is well versed in in fight choreography and whatnot. Yeah what is the fight choreography oh. like what is this what is it i yeah this movie is it, it's something like like the fight choreography is all over the place and it doesn't i mean the first fight is over like just as soon as it begins between um, um uh, devil man and whatever that second demon that that other demon is supposed to be the turtle no, 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 no. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on a rant about that probably. Um, okay. But like the first team, that's just like a blob of mush. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, that was it was like five minutes, not even five. It was it like was a five minute. seconds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he slashes it at, at it like once, and it's dead. Yeah, it was Godzilla Final Wars in it. This film is and like then, Godzilla Final Wars. It even looks like a mid two thousand movie. We're not comparing this to Final Wars. Final Wars is good. Some people would you know, probably compare it. Just they're saying, wrong. they're wrong. They are. T- they they are, they are wrong. Um, but yeah, you got the Silene fight. 
um, which is the demon bird girl. Oh um, god, the, the when that they were was like, one of the most visually nauseous scenes I've watched yeah, in a while. Every time they punch each other, like the camera's like shaking, and I'm like, and then there's feathers going around everywhere, and then, and then Rio just shows up, and it ends. Yeah, that was so weird because in the manga, what happens is there's another demon called Kaim, who who's sort of like a He's a four-legged demon, um, and they merge together. Okay. And but eventually they turn to stone because because uh, they were basically destined to die from the from the merge. Okay. Um, yeah, and that and that's an important scene to sort of like set up that um, demons can actually feel emotions like love, which plays into the ending of Devilman. <laughs> um, God, this film. I, I, I just have so many thoughts about this film that it's just. Then let's it's get so into hard it. To get. Let's yeah. let's okay. So let's let's collect your thoughts. We're talking oh, I about. Have, I have them in notes. <laughs> okay. So this first fight, it ends very abruptly, or the second fight, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's like what? What did Rio do? <laughs> did. did like where where did Silene go? In in the manga, she's like turned to stone pretty much, but here yeah. it it just fades to black, and it's like okay, and guess then, it's over now. I mean, we are told like she loved the demon that Devil Man is, yeah, but like that that's true. But like it's so it's dropped. It's, it it's just such a weak way of introducing that idea that is pretty pretty important to the final scene of devil man <laughs> yeah because like it, it's now that you mention that it's like the complete adaptation of the entire manga now i'm starting to understand like this film is like the basics of the entire story it like doesn't... oh dear god you have no idea i mean the first the first big issue okay so <laughs> so so we're gonna have to back backpedal a bit um so rio akira gets bullied right Mm -hmm. so and then rio um tells him about demons and all that that they exist and you know takes him to a car gives him a vr headset (laughs) (laughs) i i can i I think you know given the fact it's a 70s monk you can kind of imagine that's not quite how it goes in the in the manga, it's 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 like a mask, but it's a fake mask, and there's actually a demon that's just giving Akira and Rio some visions. And that so, sounds a lot cooler than the VR mask that he's that wearing like as their video that were that, yeah. that he's wearing while driving in this convertible <laughs> sports car. I I I I was just shocked when i saw that vr headset you you have no idea <laughs> and then um yeah so rio brings him to like his home shows akira his father who is still alive until he isn't <laughs> where in the manga his father was already long dead yeah and that um, demon thing was so like that's the demon that takes over akira right not i'm 
Like, can you explain that? I'm so confused. So in the manga, they they go to Ryo's house and Ryo explains everything to Akira, right? But mm-hmm. then, but then they get attacked when they're on their way to leave, so that Akira can make his decision on whether he wants to become a devil man or not. Oh yeah, quick thing: this movie doesn't establish that Akira and Ryo have a mission where they want to save humanity from the devils because they're the because they're the only ones who know about it and can. Um, okay, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Okay, now you're confusing me. So. In the film, I'm just going to talk about the first 20 minutes, and then we'll get to the rest. So in the this film, is going to be another three hour recording. So in the film, it it establishes that Akira is like the, Akira and Ryu are best friends from childhood. Yes, the, they grow up together, the best of friends. Ryu already claims to not be human he's a monster and he wants akira to join him so they can be actually he doesn't want akira to become a demon in this it just happens because the doors open and the spell no because he's like one day you'll become one like me in the kid sequence when they put the masks on oh no 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 i mean like um during the scene where they're in the room yes i'm I'm getting there i'm getting there i'm getting there Mm mm-hmm then we fast forward, we jump, time jump. A lot of jumping happens in this movie too, and I will talk about each moment where I, it's oh, very clear. The pacing clear. is horrific. The, the pacing is horrific. So, okay. <laughs> so then we jump ahead. They're teenagers, high school. Yeah. He, his, uh, Kira's family's dead. He lives with this cute chick and, and her family. Yeah. That also gets Which is similar to the manga, although his parents weren't dead. They're just, like, barely mentioned. Okay. Uh, Ryu lives with his father. He's really rich. He's Mm -hmm. living off on his own. He doesn't have any friends. Whereas Akira's, like, the opposite of that. Friendly, nice, has a family, all that. So... Ryu's also a complete psychopath. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So Akira gets bullied. And Ryu defends him. And like, uh, yeah, but like Akira then tries to like not not have that happen because he he doesn't like that. He appears to not be a violent person. Okay, in the manga, Akira. So this movie does a horrible job of contrasting Akira from before he was Devilman and Akira from after he was Devilman. Because in the manga, he starts off as a very very wimpy sort of boy um, okay and then he becomes basically uh sort of like the bad boy stereotype after he becomes devil man okay this movie does not have that contrast at all he acts yeah. the same throughout pretty much the entire movie yes outside of he just has powers <laughs> that that also i think is from the fact that the actor literally has no oh, idea definitely. how to act Definitely. So, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, establish everything, and then you tell me what it's missing. Mm-hmm. And then after, like, the whole bullying aspect, uh, Akira finds out that Ryu's father is dead. That's when yeah. he finds out that there's energy source that's actually just demons waiting mm-hmm. to be released. They yeah. go to the mansion, go into the basement. They find... Mm-hmm. 
he, Ryu shows Akira his father, his father dies, and then this demon comes out of nowhere as they're like just chilling, and he Ryu reveals to Akira, yeah. I have a demon, please kill me, which makes no sense mm. in the grand scheme of things. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, so you want to know why that doesn't make sense? Yes. Because at this point in the manga, Ryo had no clue he was Satan. <laughs> but in the movie, it's this, established that he's always known. This is literally the biggest twist. This is the big twist in the manga, that Ryo is Satan. And it is spoiled 15 minutes into the... Or even, maybe even the opening scene when they were kids... I mean, in the opening scene, it, it, it establishes that Ryu is not normal, mm-hmm. and he knows yeah. that. Yeah, this film is very heavy-handed with its foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> so then, out of, like, an accidental thing, Akira, Akira gets... gets powers, which is not how it goes in the manga, because... <sighs> and then, out, literally out of nowhere, a devil appears. Like, literally yeah, just... out of nowhere. Yeah. It it just appears, which it, it it kind of makes sense in the manga because like the demons were chasing them and and Rio talks about how any like any like demon strong enough that for us to be taken over and have a chance of saving humanity with would be able to just teleport through the door, so they're in like a party environment so that they can lose all reason, so that they themselves can become a devil man, which is something that happens under specific circumstances for the individual. Okay, so... Okay. So explain... (laughs) Suryu doesn't know he's Satan. Akira doesn't want to be a devil man per se. He's debating on it because he's given the option to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean... So in the manga, Rio, Rio contact the entire reason Rio, um, you know, finds Akira and brings him to his mansion is to ask him if he will help him save the world and become a devil man. Okay, um, so so the twist that Ryu is Satan is like really it's big literally because big twist in the manga, there's a lot of there's some build up to it later on that is completely. Not done in this film, if any sort of right, because in this film it's pretty much established Ryu doesn't want like he wants the world to burn, and mm. it's and, and then they and then they just have a throwaway line reveal that he's Satan. Yeah, Ugh, this this movie is just okay. So from here, Ryu or not Ryu, Akira becomes Devil Man, kills the devil wakes up kind of like Tobey Maguire Spider-Man style. Yeah, yeah. Wonder what they were ripping off. <laughs> and then from yeah, so there... He disappears between shots, by the way. Yeah. So he's shirtless, <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. yeah. And then... And he looks in the mirror and you're almost expecting him to be like, when did I get abs? Like Tobey <laughs> Maguire Spider-Man. <laughs> so from there, the feathers fall and then that's when we get the next demon... Yeah, she's like, let me show you. And then we're very like, it's not established very well, but Devil Man doesn't remember that he's who he is. So can you explain that a bit? Okay, okay. By that, that means 
Uh, the demon itself, the demon that has merged with Akira, which uh-huh. is named Amon. Amon? Uh, Cyrene. Okay. The, so this film suggests that uh, Cyrene and Amon were lovers, in uh-huh. a sense. So that's what... So she's trying to get Amon back. So is that because when, when Akira took the de- the demon... So it's he's he's got the body of Amon, but it's still Akira's mind. How? Is that uh, ever explained? So in the manga, yes. There's a very specific <laughs> set of st- circumstances that you have to be in to become a devil man. Um, so there's multiple. Yeah. So like Miko, for example, in both mm-hmm. this film and in the manga, she's one of the devil men. And in the manga, there was a whole, like, Akira, near the end, Akira finds a whole army of devil men and, use, and uses them to help him fight against the army of demons rather than in this film where he just fights on his own. Okay. See, that makes more sense because in the movie, it really and honestly just feels like it's a pointless battle because it's like the humans are fighting themselves and the demons and the demons are fighting the humans. It's like there is no way you can win. This is a depressing, horrible, horrible story. So in the manga, it's established that you have this like this this army of devil men that yeah. are fighting the demons to save humanity. Well, Akira, once Akira gets them all together, then yes. Okay. And then you have humans fighting humans and the demons, and you have the demons fighting the humans. Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. So it's less like, what's the point? Because honestly, through the entire film, I'm like, what's the point of even trying? What's <laughs> the point? There is literally one dude trying to fight everybody, and it's obvious he cannot beat everybody. Yeah. Mm. I, I mean, the entire idea is that Rio and Asuka, uh, Rio and Akira know it's borderline suicidal, but they're the only ones. Rio believes that they're that Akira is the only one who can, who can truly do it. In the manga, yeah. Okay. Um, because again, Rio doesn't know he's Satan yet, so he's actually trying to fight the demons. Okay. Good. So we're at Cyrene, and then, and then we're introduced to to Jinmen, um, which is the turtle. Okay. Wait, but because we're we're jumping ahead a bit, so the fight happens. Ryu comes in, stops the fight. That whole thing is dropped. Then. Akira wakes up again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like same same thing happened again. We find out the Devil Man has powers to regeneration. It just takes him a while. Uh, and then from there, he goes back. But while going back, he finds demons. Or no, then then demons appear and they're eating people and all that. Yeah, then... Jinmen Jinmen shows up, eats eats some people. Um... And then there's, so there's this character named Ush- Ushiki? Ushiki, the artist. Yeah, yeah, who was previously Akira's bully in middle school, who almost lost his fingers due to Rio and his <laughs> garden shit. <laughs> that is so, that that is such a crazy scene because like, I'm not gonna say Rio was the most normal person in the manga, 
but like he's not that psychopathic he so when the bullies are bullying akira early on rio shows up and then he pulls out a gun and threatens them but he but See, he never like does any that he still seems somewhat sane in the manga okay he's not he he's not a psychopath in the manga up until like the end where he finds out he's satan okay which makes sense mhm so like in that regards the film's writing makes sense like if he always knew he was satan like he's always crazy that makes sense it just creates this very boring character mhm like you you have no love for ryu in the film and that's one of my biggest issues is like there's they try to create a reason for you to care about and like this character right like that's that's what i tried to that's what i was picking up but it doesn't go through because throughout the entire film you're like this dude's an a-hole like why are we liking him there's no Mm. reason to like him yeah there's no redemption there's no like tragic backstory it's just this dude was always an a-hole there is no reason to like him yeah, they even say that in the movie. They're like, <laughs> "Why are you friends with him? He's he's a horrible human being." And yeah. He's like, "No, he's not." What? <laughs> because he <laughs> saved you by trying to cut a dude's fingers off. Like, what? What? How is he not a horrible, horrible human being? You have no no room to talk. There is nothing you can say to make this better. Oh, dear God. Um. But yeah, so Ushiku is a movie original character. Um, for the purposes of the Jinman sequence, he replaces a character from the manga named Sachiko, who okay. was this little girl um, that Akira knew and was uh, well acquainted with. Okay. Um, so she got eaten by Jinman in the manga. Okay. Yeah. And so... During the Jinman sequence, he is, you know, the the build up to it is that he sees her face mm-hmm. um, in the darkness and then finds Jinman who starts taunting Akira. Whereas here, Jinman is just some random demon trying to eat, <laughs> just yeah. having his I, lunch. <laughs> I thought that was an interesting idea. Like, I like the idea of like. I, I, I think it's an interesting idea on its own devoid from the original scene Mm -hmm. like it creates this reason for why the demons shouldn't be villainized sure but the thing the thing is that the the a the demons are the antagonists of the story and b this sequence has this sequence was supposed to show akira that you know you cannot save everyone. You are not going to be able to save everyone as Devilman. This is a very important uh, sequence for Akira, and all that, all of that is basically lost. Yes, because it's it's because it, uh, Ushiku's just like kill me now, and Akira's like okay, mm-hmm. punches Jinman in in the back in, in like the face of Ushiku, which is replicating a panel from the manga minus the gamma reference that they cut out <laughs> dang because jinman can fly like gamma 
Oh, I oh my god. And they cut that? <laughs> yes. Okay. This film's getting worse. <laughs> yeah, zero out of ten, no camera reference. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I'm fine with replacing Sachiko with this Ushiku character. On I, I think that idea is fine. I think he actually fits in better given that this version of the story places um has a slightly more heavy focus on the school mm-hmm. and it's like Rio didn't go to the same school Akira did for example in, in the, the manga. manga okay yeah um so yeah like I'm fine and with that change it almost would work with the school if it wasn't for the fact that besides the the artist the sister lover and yeah, the two was, main characters yeah we'll get to that we'll get to that and the two main characters are the only ones we focus on in the entire school. Yeah. Like, yeah. The others I, just exist. It feels like they were trying to go for like a haunted school, like full of bullies and like bad people, almost kind of like an Uzumaki thing. Hmm. But it so much from what I'm understanding, so much is crammed into the story that it is like Oh, oh this the first overview. fifteen minutes of this movie is two thirds of the entire manga. Hmm. Like they cram so much, they cut a fair bit. Um like there's actually a sequence in the school where like a where like a demon attacks the school and it's like there's like these spiders that's on everyone's heads that can control people. Mm-hmm. There's a whole sequence around that that's been completely cut, um, which is fine. That's probably one of the few sequences where I'd say you could probably cut that. Yeah, because I think the idea was the film is trying to portray the the demons as like straight up brutal killers. Like there, there's no like controlling. It's literally they're just out here to kill anything and everything and eat, or kill sure. anything and everything based sure. off of the human's sure. view. And then but, the demons like, are like, well, we're supposed to eat too. So it's it's trying yeah. to create this this complex of like Yeah, the, but it doesn't do it well at all. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's trying to create that where like the demons are just like humans, but the humans are the food, and then it's also trying to say that the humans are awful from what i gathered essentially this story's message is like humans are awful and they're self-destructive like this film there, is there just is depressing. an idea of like humanity being the real monster prevalent in both this film and the manga it's like a lot of the themes in the manga are horrifically downplayed in this one like where where there was the existence of demons led to a rise in like racial tensions in the manga. Um, I picked that up. Like you can, you can tell that that idea is in the movie, but it's like the idea. It's there, but it's at its barest minimum, and it's horrifically downplayed. Yeah, to like, there's a scene of like a coworker just reporting another coworker he li- who doesn't like. That's almost in, and if it wasn't for the fact it. i live in 2023 america i probably <laughs> wouldn't well, i probably wouldn't pick <laughs> like just it's the due to the fact that that stuff is so relevant that i can pick mm-hmm. it up even if it's a subtle yeah. thing yeah because like in the manga like the the existence of demons leads to 
through like warring nations and like a lot of like racial panic where like where like people are blaming the demons are like going to say the black the black community is going to use this to stand up against us white people or the 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 jewish people are like going to be mad at us germans etc etc and that's what the manga tries to set up is like using demons is almost like war the the demons are a catalyst for war like the world war free aspect of the manga has a lot of build up to it a decent amount of build up to it um whereas in this film it kind of just happens and it's it's all because they use the plot MacGuffin of the newscaster kind of trying to make oh it Oh my god, bigger. oh my god, I can't A, it's it's an MMA fighter and it's not even oh my god. there's I hate I hated that when I realized what character in the manga that was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So you know in the scene near the end where he has like three faces? Yes. I didn't realize this when I was watching the movie, but when I was rewatching a clip of it, I realized that is supposed to be a character named Zenon, who was the general of the demons. Oh my god, that annoyed me so much. Because like in the manga, the war starts with him showing up across the globe, mm-hmm. like his shadow literally towering over every city, and him and declaring this, war on humanity. In this, in this, it's him reporting it slowly and then revealing. And then, at the, and then at the end, he's a demon with free face. I hated that so much when I realized. And the writing, because in the dub, it they don't dub over him like it's it is him like, yeah. from the Japanese. The writing for him at the end is atrocious because he's like, <laughs> "We've won, everybody! <laughs> Goodbye, human race." Oh, and it's like film. <laughs> it's like Don Fry did a better performance. <laughs> I'm I'm going to com- continue to compare this to Final Wars. This is the only mm-hmm. place where I'll allow you to compare it to Final. Like both. Okay, here's the thing. Both films are very anime inspired. Both films sure. feature like a world war. Both sure. films cover like. Infiltration and destroying of the human race, and both have big booms at the end. And one is clearly better than the other, and both have an MMA fighter. One is one is a godlike film. Um, <laughs> but yeah, oh, this movie. I I was you know during this movie after around the fifty minute mark, after about that Jinman sequence, I started to get genuine anxiety <laughs> from like. How can this get any worse? I had, I was genuinely anxious at this could not get any worse and it did get worse. (sighs) God. (laughs) So, okay. This is such a hard movie to talk about, even though I have so many notes. (laughs) <laughs> let's let's keep going. So we we just we've we've went through the Jinmen uh, yeah. moment. Um, was this one the subplot with Miko and the yes kid? Uh, yes in my notes that's what I've got here is that's the next thing or no yeah. the next one I have is the establishment of the Devil Law, which I I did what like the whole the oh, Devil oh, oh oh yep yep with the demon cause whatever yes yep 
which I like the idea that that's like a corrupt, like government is corrupt and like they're just mm-hmm. using it, like the whole racist thing and whatnot. Like I can Barely tell there's a the movie. I can tell there's an idea there that's really good. Mm-hmm. It's not good in this though, because it's it's just it's like a throwaway line in this. Yes, and, and that's what I that that's part of what really annoys me is that a lot of the most important moments. Um, thematically and emotionally are just relegated to like throwaway lines like with that or throwaway sequences like with the Jinmen sequence of Akira coming to terms with the fact that not everyone's gonna live <laughs> and like in in your hero's story that's a like that's a very important moment yes it's it's a very important moment in devil man as well yeah, because like the whole idea is like the hero can save everybody. Well, no, he can't. Like this, this is such a big worldwide mm-hmm. event that he cannot. Oh, this this is a heartbreaking moment for him, especially in um the adap. It's unfair to compare this to the adaptation t- that came later, but in Devilman Crybaby, um, it's changed to be instead of like a little girl or uh, a high school friend, it's changed to be Akira's parents where his dad merged with the demon Jinmen, and then his mother gets eaten. Okay. So, and that's like a deeply traumatizing experience for Akira. Yeah, because he ends up, like, his mother, he He sees his mother. (laughs) Yeah. And then kill his father, which, that, that sounds like even more of an emotionally, like, wrecking event. Yeah. Like that's a, oh, that's yeah, a that's change funny. I like. That sounds pretty interesting. I don't. I think the Ishiku change is okay because mm-hmm. I mean, I I do like having it that it's a character that isn't just introduced at the start of that volume because Sachiko is like introduced just before her death. Hmm. So like, I think having it be a character who's introduced earlier that's that's a good change. Mm-hmm. But yeah, going back to. Um, what's it? The Susumu and Miko on the playground. Yes. That that that's a sequence in the manga. Um, that, that it's two slash three sequences in the manga that have been turned into an entire subplot. Entire subplot um, that diverges greatly from the manga. Yeah. Um, in my notes, in my notes, I've got the side plot is cool. Like it's an interesting idea. I like the idea yeah, of like ground, like... like characters on ground zero. Like, mm-hmm. that I like. And so I think it's interesting with Miko specifically, um, how her role in this has been increased greatly from the manga. Because in the manga, she's a pretty minor character who merges with a demon and becomes part of the Devilman army. And it's interesting because this and a few other things in this movie, I sus- seem to have influenced... Um, the Devilman Crybaby anime, actually. Really? Yeah, because there's, like, for example, you know, earlier in the film, you didn't mention this, but there's, like, a there's like a perverted, like, videographer or something, or photographer. Yes, yeah. Um, that, that, buying on Mickey. The reason I bring that up, because it's literally pointless. There is nothing yeah. that provides to the entire story. Yeah. Even when it's supposed to be relevant, it's not relevant. I, I remember it comes relevant at one point like sort of near the end but i don't even remember well so so the videographer the dude that's spying like he's madly in love with her 
he and somebody else are doing a demon patrol on oh yes oh, yeah yep yep okay okay yep i don't know if you want to stop there and like just keep moving till we get to that point because that's a whole nother discussion point yeah because i'm because i just wanted to mention how like that that guy in the cryberry anime he's a photographer who sort of exploits um you know cute uh japanese women like a, a lot of uh photographers in japan do from what i hear um but yeah and eventually so miki's in his place and you know a demon possesses him and akira fights that demon to save her etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. um so i have a, i think that sequence um is inspired by his existence in this film because there's no character like that in the in the manga. No. The the demon is in the manga, but that's during this. That's like just before Sirene shows up because she has that and another demon attack the Makimura household. Now Sirene, that's uh, that's the bird one. Okay, yep. But yeah, and I should also mention that Susumu, when he's introduced, instead of it being Miko, who's there, it's actually. Um, a character who's been cut out of this, um, Miki's younger brother, Tare, or Taro, who's honestly kind of an inconsequential character. He's just there for a bit of comic relief um, and to die. <laughs> there. And in the manga, this kid sort of just, he comes home, both his parents are demons, and then he dies. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's there's like no build-up to that. I should There's a little bit, of build up with like him talking about his mother being like a it's heavily he doesn't know she's a demon but like she's been acting strange and all that and then in the film there could have been a great like he, like child abuse like potential plot there like they kind of set that up but it just mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean it's 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 not that substantial of a scene in the manga either it's it's actually less substantial in the manga than it is in this. Um, mm. Honestly, given how much the movie rushes through things, I don't understand why they kept in this subplot if they weren't if they weren't having a, all the devilmen join Akira at the end. Mm-hmm. Like you could have put this time into a lot more important sequences, like the Jinmen sequence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because like honestly, the whole like. If you, with a, a few rewrites, of course, if you rewrote and like cut Miki and the kid out, you could have everything still happen the way it happens. Yeah. Like there is nothing they, the only thing they do is pad the runtime and give our characters like five minutes of something and to give do. Give a little bit of hope at the end. Yeah. I have a whole nother thing about that too. Yeah. I'll, we'll talk about that as well. Um, because their relevance ends up being like why the family dies, but you don't even need them because they're not even like seen. Yeah. Like nobody actually knows they exist. And even when they could have set it up that they exist in the house, they never did. Mm-hmm. It just happens. And then after this is when they go to that other mansion that was like the demon's nest, um, with where the demon the anti-demon corpse or whatever they were called is attacking. Mm-hmm. Which is out of nowhere. Like there's mm. no establishment. They just show up. 
Yeah, I thought that was really weird. And then we get the Satan reveal, which... Mm-hmm. <sighs> which feel, it feels boring. It's nothing. It's... It, yeah, it's such a nothing moment. Mm-hmm. And, and that's an insult to the sequence in the original manga where Ryo is sort of having this existential crisis of... He had predicted everything that was going to happen up until that point. So he's like, how do I know all this? What, what, how, why do I know all this? So he goes back to his um, he goes back to his father's mansion, looks through things, realizes that the photos in the mansion of our, are of a different person named Rio Asuka. The demon mask that that they saw the visions in was just a dud, and eventually realizes that he himself is Satan is Satan through a demon called Psychogeny that isn't in this film. See that sounds interesting, but it's also I, I I will say this that sounds a little confusing. It makes it makes more sense in the context because <laughs> okay. like it, it makes more sense in my explanation. One thing I will say, I do kind of agree with the idea of like if you were Satan, you would definitely know it. And I kind of like the idea that the whole time he's deceiving. Like I think it's an interesting idea. The whole time Ryu is just deceiving Akira, but it doesn't work in the context of the film. Because from what in the I con- remember, from what so it was, for, I don't exactly remember why it was part of his plan, but it was part of Satan's plan to forget that he was Satan. Um, and so I think it was Psycho Genie had sort of erased his memory on that. Um, and then he was supposed to find out on his own. I don't oh. exactly remember why. Uh, okay. Okay. I mean, like, if they explained it, maybe. But, like, in the context of the film, specifically, it would make sense mm-hmm. if it was written better. Mm, sure. Like, the idea... It, I, I, I don't think it's a horrible way of doing it. I'll, I, I think you can go without Psycho Genie um, with a, a similar... Approach to this film. Let me let me kind of explain my my reasoning behind this real quick. So, in most religious uh, beliefs and 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 things about Satan, Satan is you know the devil, and mm-hmm. Satan made lied to Eve about the apple. Satan's whole thing is lying. He lies to everybody to get what he wants, and because of that, he is the devil he's the opposite of god who doesn't lie who is honest and pure mm-hmm. so the idea of satan knowing he's satan and lying for his entire life makes sense the issue is his actions do not match his statement because throughout the film he appears to be satan like he's just a cold-hearted a-hole who doesn't care that's something satan would be but if satan was lying about being caring that would be an interesting idea and like you could you could use that idea and i think it could work the idea that satan is pretending to care like how in in the bible satan pretended to care about eve to have this you know infinite amount of knowledge if she ate the apple so it would fall in line with kind of what the Satan, the bib- biblical Satan is, and I think create a more interesting 
villainous character that you would you would hate more because you thought he cared, but in all reality, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like that sounds interesting. That could be an interesting story. That that could mm. create this. I mean, some of that sort of is in Rio's personality, um, particularly like just before he t- learns he's Satan when um, when the demons declare war on humanity where he's like no akira do not do not go out and fight just let the people die in in the movie in the manga in the manga manga. okay yes yes so then there's scenes of people suspecting each other and killing each other which could have been really metaphorical and whatnot but again it just kind of could have it could have gone into that sort of aspect of like the themes of racism and like the idea of like the race, the racism and discrimination sort of idea. It could mm-hmm. have gone into that, but it doesn't. And <laughs> doesn't I will decide say, to be thematically relevant. I will say there was one scene that almost was, you know, metaphorical, which was when the guys, the three more overweight uh, men, yeah, they killed the businessman, and then like this couple was walking and they killed the guy, they killed the husband, but they just picked up and like was manhandling the the girl like that could have even went into even more of like taking advantage of people and like rape and women and like it, they could have made that an even more interesting idea of the corruption and like the 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 like the corruption of like humanity yeah like that could have been an interest like they they touched on it but they did not expand mm. upon it and yeah, that they they dip their toes in in the ideas pr- presented in the manga but they just dip their toes in it and that's all they do they take them out immediately after <laughs> right because like I, do i want to see a rape scene in in a movie not really no <laughs> no I, that's I mean, already i lost it or <laughs> yeah i did and i've seen wolf guy but my the point i'm trying to make is like they could have made like they they try to say humanity is garbage and like yeah i mean we ended up creating world war 3 over this and we see mm. like clips of people turning against others but we could have expanded on upon that and created this very interesting and like the only part where they kind that they kind of they do it with the deaths of amaki moros mm-hmm. um but there's a there's a lot about surrounding that and surrounding how the world actually ends in Devilman. That is a race that just downplays that theme of humanity. Because at at the end of the manga, um, just before Devilman and Rio's final fight, um, the demons just stop. They don't they don't attack. Humanity just destroys itself. Mm-hmm. which is a good idea i love that twist like they don't have to destroy because we'll do that ourselves yeah, they just do they just do one wave uh, they do one wave of attack on humanity and then they're done they just leave the rest to the humans and that uh what was it there's another tokusatsu that kind of explored that idea oh hmm. what is it uh or is it kaiju no, it was Shin Ultraman. Oh. Right? Isn't in Shin Ultraman they established that humanity Yes, with the beta boxes. They 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 touched on that like event that 
because that's what Mep no, that's what Zerub wanted was to right. Oh yeah, yeah. Zerub wanted to um have humanity, humanity just to destroy itself. Which is a great Not with the idea. Beta boxes, but yeah. Yeah. Which I think is a great idea. Like that that idea of that we are naturally this destructive race of animals mm. is a really I mean, as well as that in the manga you got to remember as well with the manga, it was written during the, while the Cold War was still going on as and well. That, that so creates this so much context. Of Russia, that there's a bit with Russia getting invaded by the demons. And so tensions between them and the US go massively to the point where nukes are launched. <laughs> nukes are launched. And then that leads into the introduction of something that is completely cut from this film, which is heaven and the existence of God. I mean, there's the question, is God real, like, three times in this movie? Yeah, but then they <laughs> never do anything with it? No, they don't. At, at one point, like, just before, like, halfway through the final battle between Akira and Ryo, the whole of Japan, or the world, question mark... I get leveled. I, I I I will send you a photo of my notes when we get to that point. Because I I just I'm not going to comment on that right now because like okay. I just I want I'm, my I'm just conclusion making the to point be on that. that. I was ve- I I was very confused whether that was like a nuke, whether that was something the demons did, or whether that was meant to be heaven. Because <laughs> that's what I thought at first. Because in the manga, it's just like white. It's just bright white light rain down from the sky, and then they turn everything to salt. Um, okay, but yeah. So we were we were wrapping up on like the the corruption of humanity, and it really segues into more of the s- subplot that I, I I feel like if we keep talking about the subplot, it's it's pointless. It's a pointless subplot. It doesn't the matter. One? Yes, they end up going to. Uh, Akira's house. Yeah, the, 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 the fighting. And Akira's dad also finds out he's a demon. In the manga? No, in the in the in the movie. Oh yes, yes, yes. The in uncle. the manga, he does find it out, but like, uh, oh yeah, the uncle, whatever, whatever. Um, he finds it out, but he finds it out just before the Makimuras get killed, um, and they all find it out in that scene. Okay, so we yeah, it on TV. <laughs> so his his reveal of being a demon is out demon. and it's hilarious you, I, I need to show you the clip of the sub version where he just missed the admiral tachibana that's just what i'm gonna call him <laughs> um looks at his arm and then akira just screams and it's like oh <laughs> he makes that sound i need to show you the clip it's amazing I'll, I'll, I can't wait to watch this clip. <laughs> so. And that's a nice scene to be fair when like Admiral Tachibana stands up um, and, and like, does Miki know? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to treat you like nothing ever happened. I like mm-hmm. that scene. That is, that is a good moment for um, and Mr. Makamura. You know what would make it even better? What? If they establish the idea of like this racism or this like, this mm. oppression against demons like 
even better. Like that would have been amazing. That would have been great. That would have been a perfect message. Perfect. Mm. <sighs> oh, we also skipped over the sister love romance thing. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean let's let's go us? back and let's because <laughs> the, the does Miki know like that 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 question is relevant because we after Akira comes back to the house after becoming Devil Man, uh, Miki walks in and like they they fall on the bed and he's like, and the dub and tell me if this is the writing in the subs and the dub Akira says. Do I make you feel awkward? And she says, no. And he says, good. And then they go in and they kiss and um, make out. No, it's it's something like, do, do you like me like this? And then she's like, yes. <gasps> oh, God. <laughs> so it, it's cringy both ways. It's awful. Missing, it's awful. It, it's worse because we're missing that contrast between pre-Devil Man Akira and post-Devil Man Akira. Yeah. So it, it that doesn't work at all. <laughs> also, this is like his stepsister or yeah. like sister-in-law. And this is like... Yeah, it, it's, it's weird. It, it was a bit weird in the manga where like as well where... I mean, to be fair, in the manga, at least he doesn't like call like Mr. Makimura his dad in the, in the manga. So, but like well, they uncle. also... No, he calls him his dad in the sub. Oh. At, in one like during the field scene where he finds out oh interesting yeah and the dub it's all uncle ah. so cousin oh god it's alabama <laughs> oh god it's alabama oh god i mean yeah um yeah because oh, like god miki is like she we got is southern like a up in here it, in 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 the in the manga after he turn after he becomes a bad boy um, she just becomes basically his simp. Like there, there's lines like "You turn me on, Akira," like this. <laughs> so it's it's the idea that the girls, like, the infatuated by the bad boy. <laughs> so okay, it was like the whole bad boy turns girls on thing. Okay, yeah. Um... I mean, it would make sense. It makes sense. Spider Man Three up in here. <laughs> Devil Man is like Japanese Spider-Man, specifically the movie. Devil Man 2004 <laughs> Spider-Man but worse. It's Spider-Man 3 but worse. Yeah. It's <laughs> Spider-Man 3 but not Sam Raimi. Spider-Man 3 before Spider-Man 3. <laughs> <laughs> it's Japanese Spider-Man but but not in the right ways. Jesus. So I we can move on from the loving cousins, loving sister. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's the, the weird. Way, the best way it's handled is in Crybaby, where it's more like just a a, a brother sister sort of a, a pseudo brother sister sort of relationship they have. There's not like really a, a, a brotherly love. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean that makes sense. Like, uh, I think in Demon Slayer. The in that anime, I don't know if there's a manga for that as well. There but is. in that, okay, in that the main character, his whole thing is like saving his sister and like the, his love for his mm -hmm. sister, like that's what keeps him going to make sure she's safe. I don't know if you've seen Demon Slayer, but I like, not. <laughs> okay, uh, that's that's what what I've heard from some of my friends. So okay, we are going like really weebish in this. I've noticed. 
I mean, it is based on it. It, it is based on an anime slash or manga, so so it's yeah. only inevitable. And we just hit the runtime, at least in the recording. The we just hit the runtime of the movie with the English subtitles. So if you think we've gone on too long, let me tell you, the movie has definitely hit that point by now, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, let's, this let's horribly paced. Yeah. So let's get back. Let's let's we're we're like at the last we're at the 75 percent mark. Stretched. So. The the Miki and the boy go into the house. They're like, they take him in, which would be nice if we had yeah. more of the establishment of like the prejudice and like the racism, like metaphors and oppression. Yeah, I mean, for what for what it is, it is a de- it is a decent moment with the Makimura family. Like, I mm-hmm. do like this sequence, this little bit. It's. I think it's a waste of screen time, but I do like it. Yes, and you know, you. It, this is me just even stretching it. I'm. I'm trying to be more metaphorical. They could even have done the whole like you can hide in like the wall or the ceiling, and do like a whole like Nazi thing because you know in in Japanese uh, oh, oh. To, in like Japanese uh, media like especially from like the 70s when Devil Man like was coming out you do see yeah. a lot of like nazi uh, like yeah, metaphors not, yeah so like they could have done that it would be on the nose but like if they wanted to just be more on the nose it, and, could, like, work. it, it could it could work but i think but i think how, how it's done in the film is also fine it's fine but like they could have gone deeper in my opinion sure sure um yeah, they get kicked out, but no matter what, um, the family is still reported to the demon cause. Mm-hmm. Um, Which the so earlier because I, I said I wanted to come back to this earlier. Okay. The the peeper, you know, he and this random dude are like, "You need to join us in like the neighborhood watch for demons," and all they say is, "No, that's the government's job." And then yeah. they're like. <laughs> And then they're like, are you demons? Are you hiding them? And then they see the girl and then like they get reported. Mm. It's mm. like. In, you see, it would make more sense in the context. Of, that would make more sense in the context. Of, uh, I guess it kind of makes sense in this film's context. Well, because in the peepers, supposedly, I, I guess it's in, in like, Hinted at, he sees Miki and the boy go inside the house. Like, Miko. They, Miko. They don't show that, but I, I kind of picked up that that's kind of what they're alluding to. I'm pretty to. sure they did. I feel like they did. I feel like they did show that, because I didn't actually realize the, that the neighborhood, the other neighborhood watch guy was the, the peeper. Um, yes. I thought it was just a separate character. No, <laughs> no. And because whenever they end up so they get reported, and then they come and, like, try to find the demons. They've already kicked the, the girl and the boy out, and then that's when Akira is taken. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, during this scene, it's pouring rain, and then all of a sudden the rain's gone. <laughs> like, I know that's, like, me being, like, very nitpicky, but I was like... I mean, like, here's the thing. It's not the only time something like that happens in the film. Like, yes. that hoodie I mentioned earlier. The hoodie disappears, 
And like it just it drives me nuts because it's like it's pouring down rain and then all of a sudden the rain's gone and it's sunshiny and daytime and I'm like what? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Is that your mood of this movie? Yeah. Uh, I, I, a part of me wishes I fell asleep during the movie. <laughs> so on my first – so I'm going to stop the discussion real quick to kind of jump on what you just said there. On my first watch of this movie, I fell asleep after this <laughs> scene. After this scene, I fell asleep until the very end. And I just I didn't care to like put it back in and watch it. So like this is like the first time I fully watched it. Mm -hmm. I just like I fell asleep because it was like okay after this point I kind of don't care. Mm -hmm. So jumping back into into what the film is covering, so Akira you know uh, reveals himself to everybody to save the family. He -hmm. gets taken away, shot, and killed, killed, and then. Even Killed though his eyes open and he's he looks to be breathing to me. <laughs> yeah. And then it cuts to the neighborhood demon watch raid the house. Yeah. And like this is a nice it's a nice moment with the family again. Um I loved I loved the fact that before they die, the uh mom and dad, she mm-hmm. in, at least in the dub, she says, Let me ask you a question. Were you ever unloyal? And oh, yeah. he says, why would you even ask that? Of course I wasn't. And mm-hmm. like, that's the last thing they talk about. I think that's a really like nice. Heartfelt yeah, that's, moment. that's in the, um, that's in the sub version too. But in that, um, he's like, no, I have, he says, no, I haven't. And she's like, she's like, that's a lie, but thank you. Um, and then they die. I don't like that. I feel I, I, that, yeah, I, I I thought like it was fine up until that last line she says. That's when I'm like, you didn't need to include that, Ryder. Yeah, that you, that, you didn't need to include that. That kind of sours. I I like Admiral Tachibana and GMK. Don't ruin him for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they die, and then yeah. uh, the the love interest dies. Uh, yeah um they have the line about her saying like i'm a witch which which she said she claims she's a witch which in the context of this doesn't really make sense because no one called her a witch um whereas in the manga you know everyone's like kill the witch kill the witch kill the witch and so she's like yeah I'm a witch in defiance. And then they have this whole, and more, there's a more elaborate last stand in the mm-hmm. house. The parents are actually in a separate facility. They, they were like taken away by the demon cause mm-hmm. and were tortured. So it's actually Miki, her little brother and the delinquent characters. Okay. Cause the delinquents end up becoming friends with Fakura in the manga. Okay. In like in in the dub at least like they're like they're all demons let's kill them so they think mm. they're all de- like it adds to the whole oppression thing and whatnot um at least the oppression thing in air quotes uh-huh. yeah um and then they just kind of like give up like they're carrying knives but they're like eh, they're coming in goodbye 
and they all die. Bro, in the manga, they they had like they were making like Molotov cocktails and all that. See, I th- they had I... an actual last stand. Yeah, and like it felt horrible to just watch them get obliterated by this the horde of people. But and like the peeper has like this weird redemption, but he's also just a weirdo, so it doesn't matter. He tries to stop them from like killing her because he likes her, but he just kind of mm. gets pushed away. It's like okay, cool, mm. and we care yeah. why. Like there's there is no reason for this. Yeah. This character is quite literally pointless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand why that why 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 create this all new character but then cut some of the most why cut the important moments in the why cut down the Jinman fight? Why cut down Oh, this movie just this movie genuinely frustrated me watching. Yeah. Like, so, oh my god. Go ahead. Keep going. Oh no, I was just like, I was just like, oh my god, when I watched this film. <laughs> well, you haven't really mentioned the manga, like, for a little bit, like, the, the, the storyline. Like, up to this um, point, where are we at? Like, the death of, of the family. Yeah, so Akira went on his own mission to like go help the Devil Men, which is where he finds um, Miko being like subject to, to like torture and tests um, in like a kind of ridiculous looking facility. Mm-hmm. The, the one that Miko and the little boy escape from in the movie is actually that's one nice change. It looks like an actual real building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In the in the manga, it's just some like downright cartoonish evil fort. Lovely. Um, yeah. So he rescues he he rescues them. Tries to save Miki's parents, but mm-hmm. you know they're dead already. And that's when that's when the um, mob comes to attack Miki's uh, Miki's house, kill her, kill her brother, etc. And then, so in this movie. Akira come. Akira just walks back to the house mm-hmm. after pretty lackadaisically. I probably butchered the pronunciation of that word, but whatever. Just walks back, expects the Makimoras to be there, like nothing's happened. Mm-hmm. Doesn't see them, realizes they're dead. Goes upstairs and sees Miki's head impaled on a pike. <laughs> yeah, that, the, the the whole head is just. <laughs> Like I, I was shaking my head the whole time. Like, what the heck? Okay, so, so this, and then Akira has the funniest goddamn scream in the movie. In the manga, this is one of the most impactful sequences because not it's not just the one head on a pike just there. The whole house is on. Akira comes to see the whole house is on fire. And then the mob is there and they're, they're parading the various body parts of like the delinquents, um, Miki's little brother and Miki. They're parading them on sticks and like doing like almost ritualistically, like shove it, throwing them up in the air and all that. And then Akira kills them. And see, that would be interesting because like throughout the story, Akira's like defend the humans and then he 
like snaps mm-hmm. like that could be an yeah. interesting character moment yeah he's like is, it, it, it's a good character moment for him in the manga because he loses because in that in the cryberry baby anime that's where he loses his faith in humanity but like in the manga it's in the sequence just before in the demon corpse building mm-hmm. where he's like you humans are worse than the demons it, but and then he's like but i still have one person i want to protect then he loses that person he wants to protect mm-hmm. yeah and all emotional weight of that moment has been completely lost by the terrible <laughs> t- terrible visual effect of Miki's head on a pike mm-hmm. and then and then it cuts to him walking which i think the idea here is cool he's walking through a destroyed city yeah and the only thing that's not destroyed is the church which would make sense mm. if the church had any religious weight like mm-hmm. like also, in some in i swear the music in this sequence is i don't know really if it's good ripped out. no it's it is it's like beat for beat a track from the halo games really yes. i actually i in, in my notes i put that i really like the main theme i thought it it sounded pretty good like i can tell it's the main theme mm-hmm. like that track played um that somber track played like when akira's walking by there was just one moment where i'm like hold up i've heard that before I've heard that somewhere else. <laughs> it, it sounds like a track from specifically Halo 3, which came after Devil Man, but it could honestly be a track from the original Halo. I'm not too sure. Huh. <laughs> okay. I, I thought that was really odd and thought it was noteworthy enough to mention here. I mean, fair. Fair enough. Like, I thought the music was decent, and now it sounds like that it was just ripped. I don't know if, if for sure if it was ripped off or if it's just like a really odd coincidence, but it beat for beat is a definite. There's a track in Halo Three that beat for beat sounds like that moment. I see. I see. So he goes to the church. <laughs> he sets the head down, and then like he reminisces about a scene earlier where. Uh, She's like, let's get married and have a ton of kids and have them running around the house. It's like, oh, oh. Yes. okay. Yes, this movie is a big fan of Alabama. <laughs> and then, like, Ryu walks in, and then the way I, according to the dub and the way I un- interpreted it, Ryu deliberately had that demon there to create devil man like he's wanted to he essentially it was the the ghostwriter plot line of like ryu created devil man to be Mm. his right hand man and he liked akira so much that he wanted akira to be his right hand man and i i'm a sucker for that because ghostwriter is my favorite marvel character so i like the idea of like the devil created this ultimate like this ultimate creation and he's like, F you, devil. I'm going to screw you over. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the way it was told in the dub. I don't know if that's how it is in the subtitle it's, version. From what I recall of the subtitles, it's more or less pretty close to that. Okay. It's pretty close. 
that that was sort of like when I just I I I, I was just like wanting the movie to end at this point. Yeah, when, <laughs> and this is something I was going to bring up. Once the family dies, it's it starts to drag on because he walks to the church, and maybe they could have just had the finale at the church. But from mm-hmm. here, the Final Fantasy cutscene fights, PS2 graphics. Oh God, go overload. They yep. destroy the church, and then they go underneath the church. Like this is where that was a really odd location. I thought, <laughs> yeah, this is where. Okay, this is where. In my notes, it's and I'm just gonna quote my notes. Quote: mm-hmm. WTF happened question mark how did we get to the end question mark question mark question mark because they go from the church it blows up down into like the basement but it's like this huge like (laughs) what and like there's columns pillars pillars and like and they're fighting and then like the world blows up and then the world becomes hell because all the people are like forming this mountain of bodies oh yeah that's right and like devil man and and re and satan are like fighting and devil man like creates this like cosmic giant entity being he goes, he goes full gara Goldstorm, creates just giant devil man fire ghost thing and then like a group of demons like come up and are gonna i, I don't i don't understand this and i did not understand it at all in, the, like, these are my last three so, notes. So in the manga, there is a... So the ending is a very short bit where it's like there is a 20-year time gap um, where Akira has recruited a whole army of devilmen for one last confrontation with the demons. Um, and by this the point, army. the world's destroyed, right? More or less, yeah. So like... And there's even like a an Orochi. <laughs> there's oh. just a giant Orochi demon. <laughs> um, yeah, Akira, it, and it's only if this sequence is only like a few panels long, and then by the end, Akira, the the demon army is seemingly more or less defeated, but so is the Devilman army, and and it's just Akira and Rio on the beach or. Yeah, on the beach, like at the end of um, this. No, no, no. I mean, no. they're on like a rock or something. No, no, no. What? This. <sighs> I hate this so much. This ending is god awful. This movie like aggravates me. My last three notes are what I read. The end is effing horrible. I wrote. The end is effing horrible. It's Mm -hmm. so confusing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how? So the demons all die, and then the the, the Satan and Devil Man like do one final, like, the Dragon Ball, like, or like Godzilla Monster X, like, run at each other and hit each other. And like, oh, that was dumb. And and then, then, like, they, they both die, and like, the everything just like, stops looking like hell on earth because I interpreted it as hell has been brought to earth. That's what Satan wants to do. There are beliefs yeah. in religion and religions the whole, that 
the whole world is destroyed, but like Miko and the kid are there to. That's next. I'm going to complain about that next. <laughs> Repopulate? Question mark. So, That's us. <laughs> so, and then like it cuts, and then Akira's like torn in half in mm-hmm. human form. And Which then Ryu is like, don't die, please. And it's like, dude, like you're Satan. You don't care. Like, okay, in the manga, it works because it works better because of the previous sequence with Silene and Kaim and their love. Um, and then also the fact that Ryo in the manga is not a complete sociopath the entire, through the entire thing. Mm-hmm. He's an actual, he's an actual character in the manga, where in this film he's just, he's, yeah, he's he's certainly an antagonist. <laughs> well, like the whole, like I brought up the whole story, like the devil makes something and it backfires. So basically, it establishes that Akira is a tool. Devil Man's supposed to be a tool, and the tool backfired. And Ryu's mm-hmm. still trying to get the tool to work. He's got the whole "come to the dark side" speech in the church. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. I can't I can't think that he loves him because this whole time he's just been trying oh, no, to this use version him. of this version of Rio absolutely not it's it's done terribly in this film absolutely like it, terrible I, I can't I can't like this ending because it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense it doesn't follow everything that's pre-established hell the whole ending just jumps from one to the other and like at the end it's like the whole world's destroyed how did we even get here. I still don't know what the hell that nuke thing was. I'm so confused it by it. It jumps around so much that I don't understand what's happening. Mm. And then we get the worst thing ever. It cuts mm-hmm. to, so it looks like everybody's dead. Like it, at this point, it basically everybody's dead. But somehow, somehow, the Miko kid. and Susumu survived the nuke in Japan. And like, it's nice and like, it's nice out there's like blue sky it looks like and like they're just like oh i had this vision of earth and then he's like well it's no longer that and then it like they stand and like they insinuate that they can bring it back and it's just them maybe there's more (laughs) i don't know it's like final wars except final wars there's plenty of people that would it would make sense it would be okay and then it zooms out and then everything turns back to red and gray. And I'm like, what is going on? And my final notes of this movie are question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Seriously, WTF, question mark, question mark, question mark. I don't yeah. understand what this movie's trying to be. It doesn't make sense. It's stupid. It's dumb. It's awful. It's mm. awful. The end theme song is kind of nice, though. Uh, i've checked out i'm done like it's like (laughs) thank god this movie is over because this final fight has made no sense Mm -hmm. (laughs) it is awful it doesn't have any emotional weight it doesn't matter it looks awful nothing in it makes sense it feels like they just cut like 50 pages of this script out just to have this final fight be the final act of the film devil man 2004 for you <laughs> what do you expect from this movie? I don't know at this point. Like this is awful. This is literally the worst thing ever. This, this is the I, worst movie we've covered on the podcast. <laughs> I agree. I I wholeheartedly will say this is the worst movie we've covered on the podcast. <laughs> this is the perfect example of taking source material and doing a basic 
adaptation with nothing. They they don't even this try is, to make this, it look good. This is this is how this is how not to adapt anything. Yeah, yeah. This is just how not to adapt a manga or anime into a film. And I, I feel kind of bad because this is our first uh, manga anime adaptation. Mm-hmm. I mean, they it adapting a manga or anime to a film has a very bad reputation. But there are some really, really good examples. And I'd argue that some of the really good examples are more famous than their source material. See, say, like, the original Old Boy or the Female Prisoner Scorpion movies. Mm-hmm. Like, those are based on, like, Japanese manga and anime, but those are... Those... Even Alita, I've heard. Alita Battle oh, Angel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is an American adaptation at that. Yeah. Where, like, you know, there's there's this interesting trend of these popular, these adaptations which are more popular than their source material. Whereas this film, at least in the Western front, is more or less forgotten. Not yes. a lot of people know about this. And then the other films like Death Note 2017 or Attack on Titan, d- despite my opinion on Attack on Titan being a bit of the opposite, um, those are infamous for being bad. Those are known for being bad adaptations. And I feel like that's unfair. And I think that's mm-hmm. the point you're getting across is like yes. Devilman's existence is like a sin of its own. Yes. Yes, it is. There, there's a reason why I, I've heard that apparently every year on the anniversary of this film, just Japanese Twitter users mourn the release of this film (laughs) even even the the absolute legend beat takeshi called this film one of the foremost stupidest movies ever made and that there is quote nothing better than getting drunk and watching this movie (laughs) (laughs) and that and supposedly this film was voted as the worst Japanese film of the entire decade of the 2000s. I would not be surprised. Like, <laughs> the thing about this is this... This film could have been good. Like, mm. I've, I feel like I've tried to provide, like, what I would do differently. Like, adding subtext. I, I feel and... live-action Devilman adaptation can work. I'd agree yes. with you there. I, I think visually just lean more into that tokusatsu element. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't think it really, I don't know if it did work as well as a movie, unless you split it into multiple movies. Sure. Like two or three films. I I'd say about it. I'd say a trilogy could work. I, I think a trilogy could be. If, could if devil well. may cry, baby could cover it in about three hours. Devil you may could... cry, baby. <laughs> devil. Oh God. <laughs> uh that's that's my that's my cue that I should go to bed. Yes. Um Devilman if Devilman Crybaby can do it in about three and a half hours, surely you can do that within like two to three like two two hour movies or two or three like hour and a half long movies. Yeah. Or even just like a a, a short live action T V series even mm-hmm. around the same length as, you know, Crybaby. 
you could do a live action devil man this is just not how you want to do it <laughs> all, all weight that could be here is gone and that's mm-hmm. my biggest issue there's no weight there's no metaphorical subtext there is nothing this film mm-hmm. feels like a catch grab what little is there is has just been so downplayed that it may as well just not be included yeah and you know i'm a little sad that this is our entry to toei tokusatsu because toei has put out I'm plenty sad this of is stuff probably the only devil man you're gonna have a watch knowing you probably like this this is a sad way to end devil and my devil man journey <laughs> yeah ending it as soon as it begins <laughs> I mean, I mean, okay, I can understand, like, if someone were to watch this as their introduction to Devilman, I would understand not ever wanting to touch Devilman again. And see, I, I will say this, I'm sure that, like, from what you've said, I, I'm more interested in, in this anime, the Devilman Crybaby, and the mm-hmm. OVAs. I would like... highly recommend either, re- either reading the manga, checking out the OVAs, or watching Crybaby on Netflix. Like... I, I'm sure those are better from what they you are. said. They absolutely are in almost every single way imaginable. It's just – and it, it comes down to this. It comes down to the fact that currently I'm just trying to get through the toku I've got and I'm not interested in picking up anime. Or literally just sit down for like – just sit down for the 10 episodes Do you, of do you know how little time I have? I don't care. Just... I literally – the. I finished the movie, drove here, and recorded an episode on it. That's how I know so much about this movie is because I literally just watched it. I had no uh, time. Yeah. So with that being said, I don't want to be like a broken record. I, I've said yeah. everything. I've, we've talked a lot. This has been longer than I think I've of us anticipated. Yeah, this is about an hour longer than I thought, to be honest. I mean, once I started getting into the notes, I was like, oh no, this is gonna this is gonna be longer than we predicted. But <laughs> I feel like this is a good like this is a solid episode. This isn't gonna be like overfluffed like the Shin Ultraman. This is like this is a solid recording. I mean again, if if nothing else, at least this at least some elements in this movie inspired crybaby and were done a hell pun not intended a hell of a lot better <laughs> in that in that uh, series and it, and i will say this the film is awful like don't go in expecting a good film this is one of the worst films i've seen in a while but i will say and this is just my whole thing like if you are on a journey of tokusatsu, like, just, like, put this on and just have fun with it. Like, Bro, no, it's got, not. If you've got friends and you've got some, and if you're up for legal age to drink alcohol, then by all means. Like, have fun with it. Like, it, it might be a this fun. This is a great movie for that sort of experience. Because mm-hmm. it is 100% a laughing stock. It's not good. It's... But, you know, it just go and don't expect good films. Don't expect a, a faithful adaptation. Just, just go in 
going if to you're just a devil sit man chill. Fan, if you're an anime fan actually and you and you think that there's no and and you think that you've seen the worst live action anime adaptation and you haven't seen this you gotta check this out have you seen dragon ball evolution i have not i haven't it, either it so like terrible. i can't comment <laughs> but i've heard that's that's like the worst anime adaptation ever i was gonna see yeah. if you've seen it and then be like which which is worse I, hey the way someone justified it to me is that compared to this film at least that tries to do its own thing whereas this tries to adapt the manga and in it's as much as it can in the two hour runtime and just fails, fails. yeah well with that being said i think we should go ahead and wrap it up we're about at the two and a half hour mark so yes this will be a good spot to kind of wrap things up here um Alrighty. if you guys did, i i try to like have something for you guys to interact with if you guys want to if you've seen dragon ball evolution Watch Devil Man and let us know which one is worse, which is the worst anime adaptation. I'd love to hear somebody's opinion on that. Mm. And hey, if you just want to, if you just want to complain to us about Devil Man, that's absolutely fine. I'm willing to listen. <laughs> Fair enough. Think of it as like group therapy. <laughs> With that being said, our uh, last episode, Shin Ultraman, actually received a little bit of uh, discussion. Oh, and yeah. I'm I'm pulling it up right now to see if there's anything uh, I can pull up and just mention here because we appreciated all the interactions and like posts. So right here we've got this is all from our Discord, our Discord server. Uh, me falling asleep during Shin uh, Shin Ultraman reminds uh, Vent their experience of Shin Godzilla, where a man was snoring in front of him during the scene. Of Shin Godzilla shooting his atomic breath. His answer to the question about the Spessium Ray in a 2014 Ultraman documentary, we were shown that the classic Spessium beam for Ultraman is still drawn by hand, but on a digital tablet. So there's a cool little tidbit of info. I bet nobody expected to learn. <laughs> and they said the optical filter definitely was not used um, because it was tied with the camera. And then we had another person mention they heard a guy snoring in the theater, <laughs> asked if it was me. That's probably you. I, I was not snoring. snoring. Uh, you probably were. How would you know? Because I, I can hear myself. And then that is all of our mailbag for that episode. So with that being said... Why don't we go ahead and link ourselves? So Rex, oh, hey, if, this, if, this episode's almost over, woohoo! I can, yeah. I can forget about this movie. So, if the lovely people want to hear more and just see more from you, and I don't know, uh, where can I find you? Well, you can find me a on YouTube at at Rexino, b on Twitter at Rex underscore Xenomorph. C, Instagram, Rex underscore Zeno. And D, if you want to check out some of my writing, check out the, the Tokusatsu Network. I also want to point out that you didn't successfully go through this episode without talking about Ring because you did bring up Sadako DX. Did I? 
Yes, you did. You you brought it up. You you mentioned that one of the actors was in Sadako DX. Oh, Sadako 3D. Yes, or yes, Sadako yes, 3D. Yes. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. So you once again failed at going through this episode without mentioning Ring. I don't mind. I like it. <laughs> As what's for me, Ring? nothing. I'm just. I'm gonna. Yeah, what's wrong to... with Ring? What's wrong with Ring? Don't you like Ring? You complain about how I forget every movie we talk about. So I'm going to point out that you failed to not mention, you failed to not not mention Ring. So you did mention Ring. Yeah, double negative. <laughs> oh my God. What, what are you you're, laughing at? You're, you're an idiot. You're, 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 you, you should have gone and done what Rio should have done and sought help. It's 4.30 in the morning. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I've been up. Go to, go to, like, the convenience store. <laughs> <laughs> and do what? <laughs> I don't know. Get, get counseling from the worker. <laughs> 4 a.m. gas station employee giving life advice. Yes. I've done that before, too. I, 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 I've done that before. That's an interesting experience. Oh, dear God. Because the man ended up asking me out. And that's where that story is going to end. If you want to talk to me or hear from me, you can go on to YouTube and find me at ET13 Productions, on Twitter at ET13 Productions, or on Instagram at ET13 Productions. If you want to find my personal accounts, go right ahead. I'm not going to tell you where to find them, but... It's not that difficult. And as for the podcast, if you would like to support us, if you enjoyed this episode and everything that we have mentioned, don't forget to rate us on iTunes. That boosts our ratings and helps us get recommended to more people just like you. If you don't have an Apple device, which I don't blame you, I don't kind of that's not I can't even say that because this is the first episode where I'm recording with my MacBook. But I, I don't have an Apple device besides the MacBook. You can uh, rate us on Spotify. They now have that option. Or you can tweet us at or tweet us and follow us on Twitter at K-A-I-J-U underscore C-O-N-V-E-R-S. If you don't have Twitter, you can follow us on Instagram or like us on Facebook. If you're like me before podcasting, you don't have any social media, lucky you. You can email us at kaijuconversation at gmail.com all lowercase, all one word, you know the drill. And as always, we'll read your reviews on air for everyone to hear. We also have a Teespring store. Eventually, we'll have original artwork on there. But until then, we have our awesome logo you can sport on a t-shirt or a phone case or a mug or even socks. You want to wear Kaiju Conversation socks, go right ahead. If you'd like to chat with us more, check out our Discord server. Uh, you can also chat with others discussing similar things to what you like. Uh, recently, we had a discussion about, let's see here in our general one. It looks, like, not Devil Man. it looks like the conversation was about Godzilla 2014's design and the lack of support for Shin Godzilla and how it didn't connect with Western film audiences. 
So a very interesting concept and discussion there, um, if you ask me. Hmm. So it's it's a great episode could go to that. Yeah. So it's it's a great community full of a lot of great people. Uh, definitely recommend it out. Definitely recommend it out. <laughs> definitely recommend it. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit the bell so you can be notified anytime we upload a video. Sometimes we post exclusive to the channel like bloopers or four episodes, mini-sodes talking about news or other subjects. We also have an interview with Mechagodzilla designer Jared Kurchevsky on the channel. I probably butchered his name. I apologize. And a huge thanks to Rex for editing these episodes and the other content we upload. Like he said, mm. check out his stuff. His links can be found in the show notes below. Along mm. with Rex, we'd like to give a huge thanks and shout out to Danny DeMana of the Godzilla Novelization Project for his amazing vocals on our theme song and Grattan Conwell from Giant Monster BS for composing the music for our theme song. You can find Danny on GodzillaNovelizationProject.com or, Giant, or Grattan on Giant Monster BS on any podcasting platform. And with that, I think we are officially done talking about this horrible, horrible movie. Thank you guys for handling this situation with us and staying all the way to the end here. And with that, we're sorry for you. <laughs> and with that, we're going to wrap things up here. So thank you guys again. And as always, please remember life's too short to not talk big. Bye, guys. Bye. We are set. We are in debt. There's nothing to sweat. Life's too short now, baby. Just a lot too big now, baby. Conversation. His name's Elijah, baby. And also Rex now, baby. We love those kaiju, baby. And you will too now.